It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the start of the Syracuse basketball season. I'm Wes Chang, and I'm here with Andrew Cowie, and our guest today is ESPN and SNY college basketball analyst Tim Welsh. Coach, pleasure to have you back on the program. It's always great to be back. Excited for the start of the season. And, Coach, let's get right to it. Uh, Speaking of the start of the season, Syracuse didn't receive any top 25 votes for the first time since 2001. Do you agree with the initial preseason polls? Well, I think you know, Syracuse has a lot to prove after coming off last year with everything that went on, not only on the court but off the court. So I think they like to lie in the weeds. I think they're, they have a lot to prove, and I think they want to prove it. And uh, I think they have the goods to prove it, and it starts with Jim Beheim. He knows how to push the buttons, especially when the team is kind of uh, under the radar, so to speak. And I think he likes his basketball team. I haven't spoke to him. I know they've... Uh, Offensively, they're going to be much improved this season. They've got some important depth at certain positions at the guard and wing spots. And then, of course, the production and the health of Daywan Coleman is also so very, very important. It looks like he's on the road to having a good, solid season as well. Now, Coach, you just talked about Jim Beheim and some of the off-the-court things that you alluded to earlier. And he's he's not going to be coaching for at least nine games a season, we'll see how the appeal goes. And Mike Hopkins will be the interim head coach. How do you think he'll do in that role? Well, I think Mike will do fine. And uh, that, that, this has been set up for years. That uh, You know, the way the Syracuse program is run, uh, Mike is going to push the exact same buttons that Jim would push. And, you know, of course, you know, late in the game, you have your own feel of what, you know, when to call timeout and who to make last-second subs and what plays to run and not, whatnot. But, and Jim's been sitting, uh, Mike's been sitting alongside Jim for so long. He knows how Jim thinks, and, and you don't want to stray outside of that box because that's been successful for them. And, uh, you know, as Jim said, it's his basketball team and his job to prepare the team. And they'll have, they'll lay the, lay the groundwork for Mike's success right now in October, November, December. And, you know, their team will develop off the court and with Jim Beheim in practice. And then Mike will just continue to, to steer the ship in whichever direction they're going. And I think that it'll be a positive move for them, uh, you know, all season long. And uh, it'll be good experience for Mike, obviously setting the stage for him to take over in a few years. Coach, uh, to follow up on Wes's uh, question in terms of Beheim with the nine games, it's kind of a weird situation. You know, he can't go to practice. He can't even be around the program. If he, I think if he wants, like, a new warm-up suit, he can't even go to the equipment guy. So what would you do for those nine games? Is like, is it almost torture to stay in Syracuse and be around just in the city? Do you, do you go to, like, Florida and play some golf for a little bit, go travel <laughs> to some NBA games? It's, it's kind of a weird, weird time frame. It is a weird dynamic, and, uh, you know, I'm sure he's thought about a lot of different things he will do, and, you know, the one thing I know he will do is he'll follow his three uh, children, play their sports, uh, basketball. It'll be in the middle of basketball season, so he'll be able to, you know, be very, very active at their games and see all of their games and work them out if he has to. And um, all three, you know, his two sons and his daughter all play basketball, so he'll be following teams. They'll be with high school very, very closely this year, I'm sure. And I'm sure he'll study tape and watch games. He's a stoop uh, fan and uh, he loves to watch basketball, and uh, I'm sure he'll keep himself busy. He's a, a smart guy. He's uh, he'll figure it out, and uh, you know maybe it'll, it'll it'll recharge him, and he'll be 
real fired up for the stretch run. I'm sure he'll make the most out of it and turn it into a positive if he can. Now, Coach, you just kind of mentioned the stretch run, but let's talk about the earlier part of the season, the non-conference schedule, Wisconsin, St. John's, Georgetown, UConn, where you appear as a college basketball analyst on SNY, or they'll play Michigan. It, it seems like Syracuse gets knocked every year for playing a soft non-conference schedule. That doesn't seem to be the case this year. Well, this is as strong as you could find, and you know you don't really need a great non-conference schedule when you play in the ACC. But you know, they've stepped out of the box, and they're really you know they've got, brought the old Big East uh, foes back in. They're the rivals in Georgetown, St. John's, and, and of course you've got the Big Ten game. Then the tournament in the Bahamas is is the best tournament, I believe that there is uh, in the preseason. So when you look at that, put all that together, Syracuse certainly cannot be put in the category of uh, shying away from the big boys. And I think it will help this basketball team. It will give them an identity early, and I think it will also help them to be more comfortable about you know when they have to make a transition when Jim leaves the team in January to be more confident in, because of the schedule they played early in the season. And Coach, we'll get you out of here on this one. I know it's early, but each time – the beginning of the season we have you on and you're always spot on with your predictions so I'll ask you this how how Syracuse going to do this year I really believe they're a sweet 16 team I, I think they've got a lot of different weapons I like their young freshmen that you can play them and put put them kind of interchangeable spots uh, they've got veteran guards and Benji and Cooney so I, we have veteran guards a veteran coach and then a lot of depth and versatility I think can go a long way so Let's say they can make it to the round of Sweet 16 and leave it at that. And then anytime you get to the round of Sweet 16, anything can happen. Coach, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Again, ESPN and SNY college basketball analyst Tim Welsh. Great stuff as always. We'll speak with you soon. All right. Look forward to it. Thank you. I always enjoy getting Coach's insights. Looking forward to watching him on SNY this season for UConn basketball. Andrew, let's get right to it. Another college basketball season in front of us. And, you know, we've had two exhibition games so far. I think I like the Syracuse basketball team this season, especially compared to last year, because you look at this offense, perimeter-oriented, exciting, three-pointers, dunks inside. It should be just, it's just going to be more exciting this season. I think it's going to be exciting on a positive, though, and in a negative way, because, as you say, more perimeter, uh, better shooters, but it's some young players that are great shooters as well, and when you're a great shooting team, you're going to have those nights that you're just off. You're going to have cold nights. You're going to have cold streaks in a game. And I think that's where it can be the frustrating part. So you might go a four-minute stretch where they go three for five from three-point land. The crowd's going nuts. But you can go on a stretch where you go 0 for 6. And that's where, um, that's where the kind of the highs and lows, I think, is going to happen uh, throughout the season. Just because, again, uh, perimeter team and also uh, with a young team. But, you know, we're going to transition this year. Rakeem Christmas best player last year. He's in the NBA now. This year, I think Michael Benajay is going to fill that role, the go-to guy when you need a basket, you put the ball in his hands, and you let magic happen. Do you like that transition? Do you see him as a go-to kind of guy? I do a little bit. You know, I was lucky enough to be uh, up in Syracuse a couple weeks ago, went to practice on Friday, and then they had kind of uh, their first uh, team scrimmage, uh, kind of closed practice on Saturday, and was able to watch. And just talking with Bayheim and talking with, talking with Coach Hop, you know, Benajay is like, you just see an ease to him. He's much more comfortable. The game is moving a little bit slower for him because I think he just he knows he's the guy. He doesn't. Have, he's not looking over his shoulder. He's not worried about playing time or or you know Cooney's gonna take my minute to this. He's the guy, and you just see that ease, which is great. Um, and hopefully, come when games start, you're gonna see that more aggressiveness as well, going to the basket, shooting has improved. So all those aspects 
great. He's a good ball handler. He's big for a guard. So I think um, you know, you're going to see a lot of plays run for him, especially in those last you know, three minutes when you need a basket. When you're up in Syracuse a couple weeks ago and you see what's, what's happening and you look at Daywan Coleman running up and down the floor, and we've seen him in two exhibition games, do you like the state of his knee? Do you think that's an that's a injury risk that's going to flare up in the middle of the season, or do you see him actually playing a full year? You know, with, with knees, you never know. You know, it's, you, you hope for the best, and you see he's moving well. One thing that I was really impressed with watching him play, because you, really, you haven't really got to see him that much, um, is that he's offensively, he's really good. I mean, he's really good touch around the basket, uh, knows how to get his shot off, and, and just has a nice feel from an offensive standpoint. I think the one worry is going to be defensively, is how well he can move in the zone. Um, just playing that, that middle part in the zone is important just from a stopping the guy from the free throw line, but also from a rebounding standpoint in terms of just grabbing 10, 12 rebounds. So that's, I think, a little bit of the worry, and that's where Beheim uh, is going to have to balance his minutes of, all right, are, do we need defensive stops? Do we need offensive points? Where, where it all plays out? And you know, the one thing that I love always about Beheim is that I think he's a phenomenal game coach, and I think he'll be able to manage uh, kind of that rotation uh, depending on you know, where the game is at that point. You know, we were talking with Coach Welsh earlier in the show about the transition from Bayheim to Hopkins. And, uh, you know, you asked them, what's Bayheim going to do? But how about Coach Hopkins? Because you kind of had this in your playing career, 2003 national champion, Andrew Cowie. Um, <laughs> coach Fine was the head coach for a couple of games while Coach Bayheim was out with surgery. So you saw kind of that transition. And it's kind of a similar transition for Hop, a, a little bit longer, obviously, but similar transition. What's that going to be like? And you know Coach Hop as well as anyone. Um, I think I love Coach Hop. I think he is a great X's and O's coach. Um, when we would do scouting and kind of seeing what the other team was running, he would kind of run that part of practice. Beheim is also really gives a lot of freedom to his assistants in practice in terms of, uh, you know, Hop at the point when I was playing was running the guards, but now he's running the big men. Um, so he, he just has a lot more freedom than you know that I think he'll be well prepared for when he takes over also the players kind of know what's coming down the road I think if I remember correctly we we're a little bit caught off guard in terms of you know with the surgery with Beheim, right. we didn't see that coming and right. so and there was also different parts the team was in a little bit of a turmoil internally and stuff like that so I think it'll just be a different situation everyone knows what's happening and Hop um, is more than capable I've always said uh, about Coach Hop that, you know, we know he's the coach in waiting. And they always say, you don't want to replace a legend. You want to replace the guy that replaces the legend. <laughs> um, if, if Hop can kind of, uh, you know, rethink that whole, uh, I think it's he's the guy that can do it because of he just, he's just a great basketball mind and he has a great passion uh, for it. This is now your fourth season. I don't know if you believe this or not, but this is your fourth season on the podcast with us. And I want to run through some of the predictions that you've had. Three years ago, you predicted a special season for Syracuse Final Four. Two years ago, you predicted they would get to the tournament, but you didn't have that special feeling. Lo and behold, they're out to Dayton. Last year, you were thinking 12 to 14 losses, and it had not been for Syracuse self, you know, its self-ban. They would have lost 14, 15 games if you add the ACC tournament and then probably the NIT. So i got to ask you, Andrew, you're, you're spot on. Coach Welsh was saying Sweet 16, maybe more. Do you feel the same way? I need to go to Vegas, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like to kind of feel the team out in the first maybe five or six games. My biggest, always, my biggest worry 
as it was last year to this year is kind of the point guard play. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, I know they have um, talked about the improvements there with Caleb, his shooting and, and everything like that. But to me, it's always about uh, high basketball IQ. Beheim is a big fan of players that are high basketball IQ. That's why he really likes Tyler and you're seeing um, that development. So I'm, I'm not totally convinced yet on Caleb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sense out the first five or six games that really matter because preseason to me isn't a, is a big deal. So um, I, I, let me look at those games first and then I'll, I'll get back to you on it. All right, we'll have to check back in with you in a couple of weeks when we next do this podcast. Um, Andrew, we're right at the end of the show. Your closing thoughts. Uh, my closing thoughts is that as uh, Syracuse fans get ready for the season to start is, is to look at, uh, I know everyone's been talking about Tyler, but look at Frank Howard. Um, he's, he's a special talent, I think. Freshman, I, I think uh, he just has a great uh, control of his game. He's got a body that is ready, ready to play. Um, so I, I look out for him. That's who I'm most excited about. I'm going to keep with the Syracuse basketball theme since that's been the theme of this podcast, but I'm looking at former Syracuse forward Chris McCullough, now first-round pick with the Brooklyn Nets. I had a chance to catch up with Chris recently, and he told me he's still on target to begin his NBA career in early 2016 as he recovers from an ACL injury. So best of luck to him. That's it for us. For Andrew Cowie, this is Wes Chang reminding you that the inventor of the snooze button has died. His funeral will take place tomorrow at 6 a.m., 6.09, 6.18, and 6.27. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.